Welcome to Hubba a Muppet quiz show brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's America's new favorite game show where Muppet fans, Muppet professionals, and everyone in between competes for fabulous prizes and to see who's this week's toughest pig. I'm your host, Evan G of ToughPigs.com. Today on Hubba our contestants will be testing their Muppetational medal with a series of questions about the early years of one of the longest running TV shows of all time. That's right. We're on our way. <clears throat> That's right. We're on our way to where the air is sweet with an episode about old school Sesame Street. And today's episode is brought to you by the letter H and the number three. This is what passes for small talk around here. <laughs> As the world's biggest Prairie Dawn fan, I'm thrilled to be leading a little pageant of my own here today. So welcome, oh welcome to our little quiz. And today's performers are Scott Hansen of Muppet Wiki and Shane Keating of ToughPigs.com. And yes, they will be portraying night and day in this adorable little pageant. I know there's no visuals, but if you could see their great costumes, you'd get it. As always, these questions were written by me with help from that amazing Muppet resource, Muppet Wiki. And speaking of, let's agree to play fair today. Please don't look at Muppet Wiki or any other resource while we're playing, even if you wrote that part of Muppet Wiki. Everyone likes ice cream, but no one likes a cheater. So let's say hello and hola to our contestants with a game I like to call To, to Tell, tell a, a Face. face. Contestants, Buzz in to answer three questions about yourself. Whoever buzzes in first will get introduced first. Ready? Go. Scott, your first question. What is your name? My name is Scott Hansen. All right. That's 10 points right there. Oh, I got it right. So relieved. <laughs> question two. What's your history with the Muppets or with Sesame Street? What's your relationship there? Oh, gosh, that's a... That's a long story. I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. Um, I grew up with the Muppets like uh, most of us did. Um, it, uh, it wasn't quite as cool when I was in high school, but uh, I came back around to it, especially when my daughter was born. I started getting back into the fandom. I was on the news groups online. Eventually, just um, I got into the, the thick of it with Tough Pigs. Uh, I was uh, sort of like the, the technical behind-the-scenes guy for, for Danny when uh, Tough Pigs was, was started and um, sort of slash research. Um, and then we, we decided to start uh, Muppet Wiki together. And um, here we are. Yeah. So, so what's your role on Muppet Wiki these days? Uh, pretty much the same as, uh, as it's been for about 15 and a half years now. Um, uh, I mean, we have, a, we have a good group of, of admins who sort of run the team, uh, a terrific uh, group of editors who have come and gone over the years. Um, the past few years, we've been uh, really working on building up our Sesame Street episode guides from the from the early years, which I know will be a focus tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, just trying to document everything that Jim Henson never did. All right. And your last question and the most important question, who's your favorite Sesame Street Muppet from the show's early days? Or at least your favorite Muppet today, because I know that can change from day to day. Yeah, uh, when I was a kid, Ernie was my favorite. Um, I, I guess I just liked how silly and, and irreverent he could be. 
the older I get, uh, the more I identify with Bert. Um, so I, I, I guess I'll, I'll have to go with Bert uh, today. All right. So Scott, in total, you've earned 20 points this round. Woo! Shane, let's, uh, each question's worth a different amount, Shane. Uh, I know it doesn't divide evenly. Um, so Shane, uh, let me give you those questions. What's your name? Okay. My name is Shane Keating. Judges? Did I? Huh? Yes. Who? What's your history with the Muppets or with Sesame Street? Any of those, you know, your relationship with this, with this universe? Yeah, I think like Scott said, it's pretty much kind of what everybody did. I grew up with it. I, st- I started watching Sesame Street. And then I think because my l- library put Muppet tapes on the same shelf as the Sesame tapes, that's how I was able to start seeing like the Muppet movie and Great Muppet Caper. And then in the early 2000s, that's when I found all the websites like Tough Pigs and Muppet Central and Sesame 70s, if you all remember that website. And then nope, nobody does. And then uh, slowly after that... that- Thank you. <laughs> Genuinely surprised that I don't, because again, I was looking for that kind of stuff at the time. <laughs> oh, it was just, it was only about those two disco albums they put out. <laughs> and that was it. I got one of them right over there. I can't reach it from my desk, but. Uh, oh, which one? Uh, Fever, Sesame Street Fever. I have that one over there. Yeah, I, I guess. Wish I, had, <laughs> I wish I, Sesame Disco is a better album, but I digress. <laughs> so after I found the websites, then I slowly started getting involved in them. So I'm on admin, I'm up at Wiki, and uh, I'm contributor for Tough Pigs, and I put a lot of stuff on YouTube from Sesame Street, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. You got Sesame Street famous for putting Sesame Street stuff on YouTube. I, I think. Didn't, didn't, didn't you get an invite from... Uh... Oh, that's right. Should I tell that? <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> you can. can. If you want so, so my channel, Marshall Grover, got called out by the Cookie Monster when he did the Ice Bucket Challenge back in oh, 2014. I remember that. And that was, that was like a 24-hour thing of like, wait, was that me? Did he mean, wait, wait, who? Does that, does that mean what I think it means? And yeah, that was really great. That's pretty darn cool. Big ego boost. <laughs> And, uh, and, and Shane, at least today, uh, who's your favorite of the old school Sesame Street characters? I mean, does it count if he's old school, if he's still around? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Bert is. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch has always been my favorite. I have tons of Oscar things all around the room here. I have so many photos from like Sesame Place of me and Oscar things around. And uh, one of my most treasured things is that I have a drawing of Oscar from Carol Spinney, which is neat. That is really neat. All right. So Shane, you also have 20 points and the score is tied. All right. As we move into round two. Now that we've met the people in our neighborhood, let's talk about those lovable monsters of Sesame Street and all of their friends. It's a game that I call, Can Can You you guess? Guess? Now. Everyone knows Bert and Ernie and Big Bird and Oscar and Grover and Cookie Monster. But can you identify these Sesame Street characters who maybe didn't appear on quite as much merchandise? Please wait until I finish asking the question to buzz in so our friends at home can play along. Each of these questions is worth one point. Question one, he gets his name from his original design where he was a googly-eyed television monster. 
Shane. Telly monster. Correct. Question two. This toothy monster might look and sound scary, but he's very friendly and childlike. Shane. Oh, frazzle. Correct. Question three. This lovable orange and white character was originally conceived as an acrobatic ape. Shane? Barkley. Correct. Question four. And this is, I will pause and say, one of my favorite things I've ever learned from Muppet Wiki coming up in in question four. According to early script notes, this character was originally called the Galapagos before getting an even longer name. Scott? That's going to be Snuffleupagus. It is Snuffleupagus. According to Muppet Wiki, there is a season, what is it? Season two script. Season three. Thank you. I was like two or three. Season three script that has the note, the Galapagos is now called the Snuffleupagus. (laughs) I I don't know why, but just thinking of the word Galapagos uh, makes me think of the, Shane, you probably remember what year this was, but there was a Somebody submitted a sketch at some point for to introduce Snuffy's little brother. And he was just going to be like a, a two-legged, no-armed Snuffle thing. I don't know if they gave him a, a different name, but now when I hear Galapagos, that's what I, I, I think of that drawing. He doesn't have a different name. And I know this because I tried really hard to figure out how to ask a question about Snuffy's little brother on this, <laughs> this episode. Because again... <laughs> There's a, again, great Muppet Wiki article. I'm going to be shouting out a lot of Muppet Wiki articles because I have two admins here with me. And I wrote that one. The one on Snuffy's brother that also mentions other characters who were brainstormed at that time, which includes a character I think the show absolutely needs, which is Ernie and Bert's landlord. Yes. Or should I say landlady? Well, they've had they had a superintendent character mm-hmm. at one point, and then a building inspector. And Maria became yes. a superintendent in like yeah. season one of the season forties. Uh... Forty-two. Okay. And they I also knew- established they they've said time and again that like Gordon might own the building, so wouldn't he be the landlord? If Gordon owns the building, why does Gordon have to be a public school teacher? <laughs> Let me tell you from experience. <laughs> there, there is an episode uh, early on where uh, Gordon and Mr. Hooper argue over who owns the carriage house. And Gordon says it's, it's his because he owns 123 Sesame Street or something like that. And Mr. Hooper owns... Uh, Hooper store. So it, it it was in there somewhere that, that he owns the, the, the building. So I guess their landlady is Susan then. Um, or Gordon with a wig. Yeah. Question five. Because he reacted to failure by smashing his head against a piano, writers were concerned that this Muppet would be a bad influence. Scott. Don Music. It is Don Music. Who recently appeared in the most recent season of Sesame Street. Is it still uh, Eric doing him? Uh, he didn't speak. Ah. Question six. Although he stopped making new appearances on the show in 1975, 
He was once so popular that he got Sesame Street's first album focused on a single character. Shane? Roosevelt Franklin. Correct. I have that album too. I don't have that one. I, it's, it's something that I'm definitely looking for. Question seven. Despite appearing alongside Big Bird as early as season one, he was finally confirmed to be Big Bird's cousin in season 50. Scott. Little Bird. Correct. Scott, Shane, do you remember the name of Little Bird's teddy bear from that episode? Walter. Mm-hmm. Oh. I knew it. Because it's also named after a MASH character. Did you know that uh, the, uh, was it Ice Follies? They did a uh, sort of a, another take on a smaller big bird where they just called him Small Bird. I didn't, and that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, L- look it up. It, it's, it's pretty bizarre. Uh, I will. Question eight. According to the Sesame Street Bedtime Storybook, this character lives next door to the Count's castle. Scott. The Amazing Mumford. Correct. Question nine. Carol Spinney not only performed this usually silent Muppet, but he designed him. Shane? Bruno? Correct. Question 10. The final question in this round. Frank Oz hated playing this character because of his loud laughter that was difficult on Frank's throat. Scott. Harvey Kneeslapper. Correct. Harvey Kneeslapper. You know, I wonder if they'll ever release a Harvey Kneeslapper toy. Uh, but I wouldn't count on it. But what I will count on is our next game, which we call the How Many Game. Sesame Street taught us all that counting is wonderful and that kids like you and me were born to add. In this game, I'm going to ask you to remember some numbers that we've seen on Sesame Street. Now, this game has a bit of a trick to it, though. All right. You know how on Jeopardy, you have to answer a certain way or else you don't get points. You have to say, like, who is Granny Fanny Nestle Road? Or what is a cabbage? This game works similar. Exactly what you would hear on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, listen, I haven't watched Jeopardy in a while. Um, and, you know, LeVar Burton isn't the host, so I'm not about to start. I only watch shows that feature people who also appeared on PBS. So, <laughs> so this in this game, Obviously, all of the answers are going to be numbers. Uh, But for no reason at all, uh, I'm going to ask you to surround that number with a couple other words. I'm going to ask you to say, so let's say the question was, how many eyes does Grover have? And the answer is two. I'm going to ask you to say, I to the sandbox. You're going to say, I before the number, and then the sandbox after the number. Where could this be leading, Evan? I don't know. There's no reason that I wrote the game this way. There's no reason. Um, What's your end game? I don't know. I just, I like sandboxes, Scott. So as always, please wait to buzz in until I finished the question. Question one, the number of toes on Big Bird's foot. 
Shane. I three the sandbox. Correct. Question two. The highest number the Pointer Sisters sing in the pinball number count. Shane. I 12 the sandbox. Correct. Question three. The number of chocolate layer cakes that the baker drops down the stairs. Scott. I 10 the sandbox. Correct. Oh, there's so many of those Baker films. How do you, how do you remember which one has what? I can only remember 10. <laughs> well, what, one is a wedding cake, and that's, well, that's easy to remember because it's one. <laughs> yeah, you really couldn't carry more than one of those to begin with. <laughs> uh, question four. The number of rubies that the Alligator King breaks his teeth on. Shane. Seven, well, I seven the sandbox. Nice save. <laughs> Almost blew it. Question five. According to the Jeff Moss album, Numbers, it's Bert's favorite. Scott. I six the sandbox. Correct. Question six. I should have made the last one question six, but maybe that would have given <laughs> it away. Um, Give it what away? <laughs> Question six. The Count's license plate number in Follow That Bird. Scott? I one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, the sandbox? Incorrect. Ugh. Shane, can you steal? I'm going to say I one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, the sandbox? Correct. Ah. Curse you, she. <laughs> I had to well, check. Don't, don't blame me. Blame the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> that's too many numbers for a license plate. There's no way that's legal. He's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> they can't catch him. <laughs> He's the living dead. Question seven. The number of months old that Oscar's newspaper is in I Love Trash. Shane. I 13 the sandbox. Correct. Question eight. In a song, Prairie Dawn tells us that she can tie her shoes all by herself because she is this many years old. Shane. I six the sandbox. Correct. Well, that's two sixes that you should have made for number six. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Question nine. The number of years after Sesame Street's debut that the monster at the end of this book was released. Scott. I two the sandbox. Correct. And only one year after Grover started appearing on the show. And then the last question of this round, question 10. Until the birth of his youngest daughter, Everything in this famous king's kingdom had to total this number. Scott? I ate the sandbox. Really? How did it taste? Delicious. Oh. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Correct, Scott. <laughs> I was not going to fall for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, speaking of numbers, let's check the scores real quick. So right now, Scott, you have 29 points. And Shane, you have 31 points. So it's a very close game. I 31 the sandbox. Correct. All right. <laughs> now it's time for our head-to-head round that we call Beat the Time. In this round, the rules are a little different. I'm going to ask you a question with 12 correct answers. Starting with Scott, you are going to give me an answer to that question. After you answer, we're going to jump to Shane. Shane, you're going to give me an answer to the question. If you guys can't answer, it bounces to the next person. If you take too long to answer, it bounces to the next person. Now, I'll tell you, normally on this show, I can be kind of lenient with things taking too long. But again, I'm dealing with you guys, and I know you guys know all of the answers to this, uh, is my theory, because I... I know you too. Um, so I'm going to be, I'm going to hold you guys to that, that time limit. We're going to, we're going to try to go, go fast with this. All right. The pressure's on. So when I was writing these questions, uh, I decided that I was going to end this old school Sesame Street era in 1985. And I chose that because that's the year that Follow That Bird was released. Sesame Street's first theatrical movie. Now, for those who haven't seen it, and you should watch it, it's a wonderful film. And it's on HBO Max, I believe, uh, at the moment. Or on a DVD with Elmo on the cover, despite the fact that he is in five frames of that movie. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, the plot of this movie is that Big Bird um, is sent away and the rest of uh, the Sesame Street characters have to find him. Specifically, by my count, 12 Sesame Street characters hit the road looking for Big Bird. Starting with Scott, name a character who looks for Big Bird in the film Follow That Bird. Scott. Cookie Monster. Correct. Shane. Olivia. Correct. Scott. Susan. I don't think Susan is in one of the cars. She's not... Susan is not. No. Okay. So that's right. She's uh she she receives the uh, the Volkswagen that at the end when it comes back. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, it took me a second because I was like, wait, am I wrong? I'm like, I re <laughs> I rewatched this before. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to start all over again. Okay. So we're gonna jump then um back to Shane. Uh a honker. Good. Scott. Uh, Gordon. Correct. Shane. Ernie. Correct. Scott. I guess I'll go with Bert. Correct. Shane. Super Grover. Correct. Scott. Uh, does Grover count as a separate character? I'm counting that as the same character as Super Grover. I hate right. to break this to you. I'm I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> Super Grover is really Ace Doorknob Salesman Grover monster. Okay, but have you ever seen them in the same room together at the same time? Yes. I have a plastic <laughs> toy of each of them on my bookshelf. Fair enough. All right. I'll go with Oscar the Grouch then. Okay. <laughs> Shane? Telly Monster. Correct. Scott? Uh, Maria. Correct. Shane? Gordon? 
I'm sorry. Scott has already said Gordon, so we're going to bounce back to Scott. Uh, Linda. Correct. And Shane, this is the last character. The Count. Correct. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, you each got six of them. Well, if you thought this was just an easygoing day, don't worry. Things are about to get harder because it's time for my favorite game, The Triangle is Right. So in this game, it's a little harder than Guy Smiley's version. Every answer is going to be a triangle? No. In this game, every answer has, every question has three correct answers. And you can score one point for each right answer. Buzz in, even if you don't know all three answers, because you'll still get points for whichever ones you get correct. However, your opponent will have the chance to steal and clean up whatever you missed. As always, wait until my question is complete to buzz in. So question one, the three blue monsters joined by Frazzle in Fuzzy and Blue. Scott. Uh, Grover, um, Cookie Monster, and Harry Monster. Correct. Question two. The three human main characters who appeared in the first episode of Sesame Street and were not recast. Scott. Uh, Loretta Long as Susan. Um, Will Lee as Mr. Hooper. And uh, Bob McGrath as Bob. Correct. Or Bob Johnson, if you want to be formal. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. The three colors on Bert's shirt. Shane. Green, blue, yellow. Okay, you got two. Green and blue are correct. Scott, can you steal the last color? White. You know, I wasn't counting white as a color. All right, then um, um, orange. But I'll look, I'll give, you, I'll give you a point for white, <laughs> and I'll give you a point for the correct answer, orange. Um, these are important points here is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> Question four. The three performers who have performed the voice of Mr. Snuffleupagus. Shane. Jerry Nelson, Michael Earl, and Marty Robinson. Correct. Question five. The three new recurring Jerry Nelson characters added in season four. Scott. Uh, the Count. I just drew a blank. Well, The Count is one, so you will get one point for that. Shane, can you name the other two? Uh, Sam the Robot? Correct. Uh, nope, I got nothing. Roxy Maria is going to be very disappointed in you guys. It's, oh. it's Biff. Oh, Question six, the three monotones who accompany Little Jerry. Shane. Big Jeffy, Rockin' Richard, and Chrissy. Correct. And question seven, excluding the show's pilot, the three actors who played Gordon. Scott. Uh, Matt Robinson, Roscoe Orman, and um, oh, which is this name? is the hard one. This is the yeah, hard one. <laughs> it's um, I don't want to say the first name. Well, Shane knows it. It's not like I'm giving anything away. This is part of it. It's um, it's Hal something. Shane, Hal Miller. 
Correct. Ah, uh, I gave that to you. You didn't know how. Well, you just remembered Miller. I gave you the whole thing. Well, arguably, arguably the hardest one to name is the one from the pilot because that took like 47 years uh, for, for us to name. Um, but... Garrett, Garrett Saunders, I think. All right. Speaking of the triangle is right and games that make Prairie Dawn frustrated, we're going to move on to our final normal round. What's, What's Prairie's, Prairie's problem? problem? As we all know, the world is made up of chaos Muppets like Ernie and Grover and Cookie Monster and order Muppets like Bert and Kermit and Prairie Dawn. In this tribute to that ongoing battle, I am going to describe a classic Sesame Street sketch. You have to describe the punchline that settles the order Muppets problem. So as an example, just so you know what I mean, if I said Ernie is walking around with a banana in his ear, Bert has a problem with this and complains, Ernie, you would say, can't hear Bert because he has a banana in his ear, right? I'm not looking for like specific words, obviously. You don't have to give the specific line, but you do have to describe what happens to end this battle between order and chaos. Gotcha. So remember, we're going to try to keep some order around here. So buzz in after I finish the question. And remember, each of these questions is worth one point. Question one, Ernie makes a sculpture of Bert's face, but Bert has a problem with it. Ernie fixes the problem by... Scott? Removing Bert's nose and placing it on the sculpture. Correct. Question two. Mr. Johnson is very hungry, so he orders a small hamburger. It's not enough, so Grover solves the problem by bringing him... Shane? A big hamburger. I think you're getting it by putting emphasis on the word big. How big are we talking? Twice the size of the table, Correct. if not more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just for the audience at home, just I, I knew you knew. Question three. Ernie and Bert aren't catching any fish. Ernie solves this problem by... Scott? Uh chanting into the water hey fishy 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 correct question four it's nighttime and ernie needs to know what time it is bert tells him to go back to sleep but ernie solves the problem by shane he sings oh sole mio off key outside the apartment window and then people shout at him and tell him what time it is uh, I'm going to throw this out there for an extra point. What time was it? Three o'clock in the morning. Correct. <laughs> Just because I had that written down. Question five. Bit. It is. Question five. Grover wants to sell Kermit earmuffs, but Kermit has no ears. Grover solves this by... Scott? Giving him ears. Giving him ears. Naturally. Question six. Harry Monster and Cookie Monster are fighting over a bicycle. Kermit steps in to teach them about cooperation, and then they... Shane? Share the bicycle by eating it. Correct. And the last question on this round, and for this one, I am looking for specific wording. 
Kermit wants to talk about rectangles. Cookie Monster steps in to help and crushes Kermit's rectangle. This is a good solution because as Cookie says, it's now Shane. It's now it's a wreck and a tangle. Correct. Correct. Nicely done. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're coming up uh, on the end of the show, but now the points are even bigger because this is the anything in the world prize game. And we call it that because you two are able to ask me anything in the world, or at least anything in the world of Sesame Street pre-1985. If you can stump me, you will earn 10 points. So let's start with Scott. Scott, do you have a question for me? Anything in the world. Uh, Yeah. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a list of eight characters. uh, And you have to tell me which ones Jim Henson never performed. So I I wrote these out on my screen. I'll, I'll share my screen with you just so you can see uh the list of them here yeah i'll read them for the i'll read them for the yeah audience. I'll, I'll read them up but this yeah. is this is just for you just yeah 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 out. yeah on this list of eight characters tell me which ones jim henson never performed uh so we've got elmo grover little bird big bird oscar the grouch granny fanny nestle road tamanella grinderfall and farley so you can choose as many as you want make your selections and then when, when you've got your selections, I'll, I'll go through the, the list and tell you how you did. Okay, so just to, just to talk through things a little bit, um, I do wanna just clarify, are we talking about performed on like released episodes of Sesame Street or are yes. we including things like, okay, like- Yeah, no, yeah, this, is, yeah. this isn't like behind the scenes photo ops. Uh, this, is, this is not like uh, guest uh, appearances on somebody else's show. This is this is this is proper episodes of Sesame Street. Yeah, because there's like the legend that like he Jim was originally supposed to be Bert, and I know Bert isn't on this list, but like Jim was supposed to be Bert, and Frank was supposed to be Ernie, and it wasn't working, so they changed it. But like, yeah, so just making sure it wasn't like a story like that that I had yep. forgotten. Okay, so looking at the list right now, um, we've got Elmo, Grover, Little Bird, Big Bird, Oscar, Granny Fanny, Nestle Road. Uh, Taminella Grinder, Taminella Grinderfall, and Farley. And I do just want to say, uh, as an aside, I'm glad you managed to get uh, Farley and Granny Fanny Nestle Road into this uh, this game. I know I, I mentioned Granny Fanny a little bit, but I was trying to write a Farley question, and let me tell you, there is nothing interesting about Farley, so I cannot <laughs> ask a question about him. Poor Farley. He's got he's got one good song. It's, he deserves it, some love. It's worth noting, um, and this is an aside, and then I will get to actually trying to solve your question. Um, so I was playing uh, some of my records the other day, and uh, I forget which one I was listening to, which of the Sesame records, but Farley uh, had a, a verse in a song or something like that. And my my partner was like, who is that? And I'm like, that's, that's Farley. He... You know, and, and and they were like, "What does Farley do?" And I'm like, "Nothing." And that's why he wasn't on the show very long. Because, <laughs> like, 
you you listen to those old albums and it's like all the characters it was always like the most recognizable characters obviously and then like occasionally Farley would have a voice in like here in the middle of my imagination or something Farley was the the king of generic Muppet boys it's it's like I mean Farley is like Betty Lou basically but sure that's fair with more the more consistent performer that's true but the difference is they needed more female characters so Betty Lou showed up more often (laughs) all right so looking at this list um and we are including fuzzy face as grover i assume uh sure okay okay i'm probably wrong but i am going to guess here right i'm guessing of these eight characters elmo grover little bird big bird oscar granny fanny nestlerode taminella grinderfall and farley Uh, I'm guessing four of these have been performed by Jim Henson. And I'm guessing Little Bird, who I know for a fact was performed by Jim Henson at least once. That's the one that I know. Granny, Taminella, and Farley. Okay. Those are your your final answers. Those are my final answers. Okay. So you're correct that four of these were performed by Jim Henson. Wow. I'm Uh, impressed that I got even that right. (laughs) You... Uh, four of them uh, he did not. Uh, of the of the four that you chose, uh, two are correct. Okay. Uh, so so I'm going to go through the the first four that that he did perform. Uh, this might be interesting for for the listeners because some Probably. of the stuff is uh, information that um, was kind of lost for a really long time, and we only really kind of recently dug it up. So uh, the 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 first one on the list that Jim Henson did perform is Oscar the Grouch. He performed uh, Oscar in an episode of Sesame Street. This was broadcast. This was not a special aside thing. Um, uh, It was in episode 84. uh, And it also happens to be an episode uh, that featured uh, one of the three appearances by Rufus the dog, which Muppet fans might know from uh, other Muppet projects. but, But he did perform Oscar. I'm frustrated because I know I read that Muppet Wiki article because I vaguely remember you tweeting that there had been episodes found of Sesame Street that featured Rufus. And I was like, I gotta read about that. So, hey, okay, so Oscar is one. Yep, that's one. Uh, The other one is is Grover, or that's a little bit of a cheat because he wasn't quite Grover yet. He's... uh... He was what fans have come to to call Fuzzy Face. Uh, the article on the wiki that uh, we have for him, we actually chronicle it as Proto Grover. Uh, but Jim Henson performed him in the the very first uh, Near and Far sketch, uh, which of course Grover would become uh, oh, famous for. I've seen that. See, this is the thing. Like <laughs> now, I'm just frustrated. <laughs> yep, it's a good one. Uh, the other one, so you you got uh, you got this one correct. Granny Fanny Nessel Road. Uh, Jim played Granny in her very first appearance, uh, and then it mostly became Carol Spinney, uh, and then I think Jim played him once, played her uh, maybe once or twice uh, again after that. It was it was primarily a, a Carol Spinney character, but but Jim did. I mean, first. It, she kind of disappeared by like what season yeah. six? Like <laughs> right, nobody remembers her anyway, so it doesn't matter. But. Uh, and the fourth one that he did play uh, was, of course, you, you got this one right as well, was Little Bird, uh, who he first established uh, a couple years before, uh, or the year before Sesame Street in, a, in an Easy Bake Oven commercial. Um, he did the first two performances of Little Bird on the show. 
and then it mostly became Fran Brill and Evan for some bonus points for you that don't matter because this is your game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can can you name uh, three performers uh, who who did Little Birds that weren't Fran Brill after that point? So I can name one, right? Because Stephanie DeBruzzo did him in season 50. Okay, well, uh, all right. So that that's fair. I, I was mostly keeping within the realm oh, of, of the, the old classic. school period. Okay. Yeah. Was it Stephanie in season 50 or am I wrong? No, you're right. That was okay. Her. Yeah, I figured because she does the Fran Brill. I mean, she does Prairie Dawn. It's the same kind of voice. Um, okay. Jerry Nelson must have been Little Bird once, but that's a guess. That is correct. That's just because Jerry Nelson just did every like did everything. He was like just the yeah. go-to do anything. Um Carol Spinney probably did him once. That is also correct. And then the third one I'm gonna guess is like someone who I have no idea of. It's like Brian Meal or something. Yeah, I I would if this had been posed to me and I didn't know it from the wiki, I wouldn't have guessed it either. It was Bob Payne. Yeah. I knew it wasn't like Frank Oz or anything and, you know, or Richard, I, I would have remembered that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bob Payne. All right. So, so, Scott. so the four, so the four that were no also have some, some interesting. Oh, please, that please. Your, the, your audience, might, the audience, the audience loves this stuff and I love this uh, stuff. <laughs> so, so the four that were on the list uh, that Jim Henson never performed uh, were Elmo, uh, which as we all know, was originally performed by Brian Meal, who, uh, I was surprised to learn when we started digging into the stuff. He actually performed Elmo for five years. Um, and Richard Hunt only performed him for half a season. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Kevin Clash took him over and made him famous. Didn't, um, we, didn't we check the dates and found, find out that Richard only did him for like three weeks? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, so so as, as they aired, it's, it's a little bit less than half a season. But yeah, we, we ended up figuring out, we looked at the production dates and Richard actually only ever played Elmo for like two or three weeks or something like that. Who's, uh, which, who's playing Who's playing Elmo in We Are All Monsters? That's Jerry Nelson. That's Jerry. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. I was like, I don't think it's either of them. But uh... and and contrary to uh, these, you know, s- several times he he told the story, but uh, we have proven that he he just misremembered it or was thinking of a different character. Uh, Carol Spinney never played Elmo. Uh, I won't get into those details here, but there's a there's an article on the wiki. Uh, I would look at the the proto Elmo article and also look at the baby monster um, article. But anyway, kind of interesting. Uh, the next one on the list that Jim Henson never performed was uh, was Big Bird, although he uh, Big Bird was performed uh, by somebody other than Carol Spinney on an episode of Sesame Street, and that was Daniel Seagrin. Uh, it was filmed, I think it was either the same day or like that same week that uh, Jim played Oscar because uh, Car- Carol uh, was sick that week. Um, I don't know if it lines up with when they filmed the Ed Sullivan stuff, but Daniel Segrin also performed uh, Big Bird on, on that show. Is that how you pronounce his last name? I've never known. Segrin? Se- I've, uh, I've never heard it spoken. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of guessing. I, I've never heard it spoken either. It, it looks like it's S-E-A-G-R-E-N, Seagren. So um, anyway, uh, the other one was uh, Taminella Grinderfall, which was kind of, a, I think, to, to you know most fans might be like, what are you talking about? That's not a Sesame Street character. Well, we've, we recently discovered, again, within the past year or two, uh-huh. uh, she made a very minor appearance on Sesame Street. Uh, 
Um, we were all very surprised to, to see her show up. And uh, she's she was performed not by her usual performer, uh, Jerry Joel, but by uh, Frank Oz in this in this spot. It's a very weird one, too. Wasn't it? Yeah. Just, she was like in a group of monsters, right? Because I know I was reading about this on Muppet Wiki. Right? Yeah, like, and- like one of those sketches were like, beautiful day monster and scudge and fred and his son would just like stand behind a wall and look at a letter it was like one of those right yeah. except it just also had tamanella in it yeah. Yeah. yeah and finally the the last one uh was farley who aside from a very brief laugh from richard hunt in the song it's funny uh farley was always jerry nelson so there you go nicely nicely done yeah no that was a great question uh, i gave you 10 points because even though i got half uh that's still i got it wrong uh and that was some good stuff and again i I mean i'm sure everybody listening to this looks at muppet wiki from time to time but again the reason i wanted scott and shane on this is the the work that they've both been doing you know along with other people but uh regarding the old school sesame stuff has been incredible lately the amount of of just things that have surfaced um and again it's tough it's tough to find this stuff obviously because there's how many total episodes of Sesame Street? It's over 4,500. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's, it's wild because, you know, you, you think of, you know, when the internet started, what did fans do for the first time? They started making lists of things. And if you were, if you were a Star Trek fan, there was, you know, a finite amount of Star Trek episodes to, to write about. If you were an X-Files fan, you just, you know, they were all readily available. But for the majority of its history, uh, eight, thousands of episodes of Sesame Street are, have just been completely inaccessible. So uh, we've been building what is really the the only the, the first and only Sesame Street episode guide. Uh, and there's some there's some really interesting stuff that that you can you can find in in those pages. Shane, do you have a question to try to stump me? I do. Mine is also a character list based thing. That's fine. We're not. It's not going to be too, too samey. Look, as long as your question isn't literally which of these eight characters <laughs> were performed by Jim Henson, I'm cool with it. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So in episode 1733 in season 14, we see a flashback to Susan and Gordon's wedding out in the arbor. Can you name three people, Muppets or humans, that were in attendance at that wedding? I'll give you three. You can have, if you get any right, you're good. If you get three wrong, you're out. Oh, okay. So I, I'll I give you three to, strikes. That's, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I do think I remember seeing a picture of this again in my Muppet Wiki travels. Susan and Gordon don't count, obviously. Yeah. Okay. That would be way too easy. <laughs> Or the minister. Fair. I wouldn't consider that to be a character. It was Gonzo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dave Goals making one of his few Sesame Street appearances. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been a good trivia question. That's that's later Sesame, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his first character is, of course, Horatio the Elephant, before he was named Horatio the Elephant, but yes. Anyway, um, okay, this is a weird one, but I'm actually going to start with a weird one. Okay. Telly monster. No. Okay. So that's one strike. I was sure that it would be something like 
but Telly wouldn't have been on Sesame Street at that point. Like you were going to, you know, do this as a as a twist. Um, well, actually, no. <laughs> Uncle Wally. Strike two. Okay, man, I should just be guessing like normal characters. Um, <laughs> Oscar. Oscar was there. Okay, so that's one. Okay, okay, I'm still alive. You got um, one more to go. You got well. You got well. One more, more strike, strike or two more correct answers. I would hope Bob was there. Strike three. All right, <laughs> man. Sorry. I can't believe Bob got snubbed. Like, okay, Uncle <laughs> Wally, sure. Telly, uh, I mean, technically, he didn't even exist when Gordon yeah. and Susan got married. <laughs> but uh, he just wasn't on the call sheet that day. That's all. Well, he was too busy watching television at that time. Here's everyone who was there. Okay. So you have Oscar, mm-hmm. Maria, Mr. McIntosh, Willie the Hot Dog Man. <laughs> of course. No Bob, but <laughs> Willie the Hot Dog Man. Well, he had to sell hot dogs at the wedding. He was catering. <laughs> Biff, Sully was on the organ. And then there was like four kids. But I wouldn't... If, there were only three Muppets and they were Oscar, Biff, and Sully. Yes. <laughs> and of those characters, only Oscar lived on Sesame Street when that flashback would have been. I guess. Yeah. Maria wasn't around yet. Yeah. Because we assume Gordon and Susan got married before season one, right? They're, they're husband and wife. They're presented as husband and wife in season one. Yeah. So all of those other characters were added in like season three or later. I think Will- Willie was around in season two, but they didn't give him a name yet. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Good one. Um, yeah. No, that's fair. All right. So uh, Shane, you get 10 points as well. Jolly good. Bringing our score as we move into the final round. This is very close. So. The suspense is killing me. I'm just happy to be here. As we move in <laughs> to the final round. This wasn't the final round? No, Stumping Me was not the final round. Oh. It was the penultimate round. <gasps> Our final round is the high stakes game we call Say the Word. In this round, you can wager any amount of points, right? I'm going to ask a question, and then you will be able to bet any number of points and answer the question. It works the same as Final Jeopardy, except Final Jeopardy isn't the name of a Sesame Street game show, so I did not use it. So again, you can wager any number of points. Well, how many points do you each have? Scott, you have 59 points. And Shane, you have 62 points. Ooh, very narrow. So unlike Final Jeopardy, I will ask the question before you guys bet your points. So I'm going to ask the question now. Merchandise has always been a big part of Sesame Street, or at least not at first, but pretty quickly after the show began. Weirdly enough, not counting puppets, which often were released as being part cloth and part rubber, the first true Sesame Street stuffed animals were released in 1975. 
and were a trio of ragdolls. One of them was Ernie. One of them was Bert. But there were three characters released. Who was the third Sesame Street character released as a ragdoll in 1975? This is tough. I feel like it's one of two, and I can't decide. Do we have to wager within the points that we have, or can we? No, you have. You can only wager what you. I have. wager one million points. <laughs> I'm going to say, can I wager like five billion points? No, you can only wager up to sixty-two, Shane. Okay. Come on, I thought you would know numbers. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. Okay, so you guys have each submitted an answer, Shane. Mm-hmm. You bet forty-four points. Yes. Scott, you bet 59 points. You bet the farm. All my points. Shane, uh, would you like to share with us what you wrote? I wrote Big Bird. Scott, would you like to share with us what you wrote? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I will, I will. Uh, yeah, Big Bird was my, my uh, the, the other side of what I was going to guess, but uh, I went with Grover. All right. Uh, Shane, just out of curiosity, was there another one that you were considering? Was it Grover? No. Okay. It was, it was Mumford. It was Mumford. Yeah. Um, I hate to break this to you guys. Uh, neither of those are the right answer to this question. If you say Farley, I'm (laughs) going to lose it. So it's not Farley, but it is a Muppet I mentioned in the context of Farley. Is it Betty Lou? It is Betty Lou. Oh, Wow. The first three Sesame Street plushes, excluding puppets, and again, those puppets weren't really very cuddly, if you know those old Sesame Street puppets. They were like half rubber. The first three Sesame Street plush toys were Ernie, Bert, and Betty Lou. Wow. So I knew this was going to be a trick question. Considering the points you guys have bet, our final scores... Now I have to do some math. Well, mine's easy. Yeah. Scott, you have <laughs> zero points. Woo-hoo! Wow, it's like, were you even playing? I don't think you answered a single question. Nah, I slept through this whole thing. <laughs> you got your own name wrong. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Shane, you are today's champion and today's <gasps> toughest pig with a score of 18 points. Woo! Woo! Have I set a record yet for like the lowest winning score? Yes. All right. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, Shane, you get your choice of prizes. <gasps> so you get to choose one of two prizes, right? The first is uh, two tickets to the Sleaze Brothers Fun Fair. And your second choice, and hold on, let me just, uh, it's an invisible gorilla. No, uh, your second choice is these two matching magnets of Guy Smiley and Don Music. I know they can't see them, but man, those are so good. Well, let me weigh the options here. <laughs> On the one hand, if I go to the fun fair, I'll at least get to ride a Ferris wheel. I'll see a, a bluebird of happiness, but they'll steal my apple. And that's, that's not cool. Weirdly enough, everybody there is a twin. Uh, watch the movie if you're not <laughs> sure about this. It happens. That's true. That's true. I don't have a twin. I don't think I'm allowed to go. So by default... I guess I have to take the magnets. Well, these guys basically have a twin and it's each other. So, um, yeah, uh, I will I will make sure that you get these magnets, Shane. And Scott, oh. thank you so much for playing. My so pleasure. 
that brings us to the end of another one. Uh, Scott, Shane, where can people find you if you wish to be found? Scott, let's start with you. Uh, I tweet at MuppetWiki. It's a great Twitter account. One of my one of my all time favorites. Thank you. Um, you always manage to somehow find a way to tie whatever the news of the day is into I don't know some sort of like calendar page from 1977, <laughs> and it's great. Uh, Shane, where can people find you on the internet? I'm all over the place. So I have I have personal accounts. If you want to follow those on like Instagram and Twitter at sock drawer which is s-o-k drawer i'm also sock drawer on letterboxd which is something i know that ryan and anthony have been mentioning in all of their podcasts recently yeah i'm not very i'm not very good at it but i am there if you want to follow and see me review movies poorly i have to start a letterboxd um, because they do, but like, I don't think anybody wants to know that literally all I'm watching is all nine Fast and Furious movies back to back to back. <laughs> well, That's the last thing I watched. <laughs> also, I run one Muppetational shot on Twitter, which you can follow at, at one Muppet shot because Muppetational would not fit. Or Great Twitter feed. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Another and... wonderful one. Another. The, the shots, you know, remind me sometimes that we don't talk enough about how well this stuff is directed and, and staged and stuff like that. Like that that shot you did recently when this was being recorded of uh, Piggy and Kermit, uh, Piggy and Kermit's wedding. And it was like, oh, yeah, that, it's that like, that's great. a gorgeous shot that I never really think about being like such a gorgeous, you know, piece of camera work. It's hard for me to find the balance between shots that are like legitimately have good mise on sen and all that, and then just utter nonsense visual gags, like Muppet Bert with no nose. Theater. Yeah, <laughs> so many good shots in that. <laughs> it's a cinematic masterpiece. That one, intermission. Um, and Shane, of course, like we said, you're you're on Tough Pigs. Um, you're one of the contributors there. Oh, that's and, right. And you uh, you're also writing on Muppet Wiki. That is true. Also subscribe to Marshall Grover on YouTube. Wink. There's some good stuff there. Cookie Monster loves it. And of course, you can find Tough Pigs at toughpigs.com or at Tough Pigs on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, if you like our work, uh, consider donating to the Tough Pigs Patreon, where you can get even more exclusive free stuff and just the knowledge that you're, you know, helping some people. And everybody loves helping. Thanks again for being with us on Havawa, the Muppet Quiz Show. And as always, keep clinking, keep clanking, keep rattling, and keep tweeting. Thanks, everybody.